Hello and welcome to the Small Business Whole Health Podcast. I'm Jill and I'm here with my podcasting partner, Daniel. Hello, Jill, and hello, listeners. Hello, listeners. And today we are doing another of our popular quotes episodes. And when you look back on our history of our podcasting history, which it, incidentally is nearly two years now, isn't it? Because we did it in the first lockdown. The most popular episodes are these ones, aren't they? Yeah, so this is our third instalment of quotes. And yeah, the first two were really popular. So I think we thought we were kind of not odd, but we we really love quotes. And we often say like it's condensed wisdom or wisdom of the ages. And we thought we were just like these gurus who are like, you know, wise. And but then you see the amount of listeners and realize, oh, everyone likes them. Yeah, <laughs> That's probably yeah, why they're so popular on social media and stuff. Um, yeah, like yeah, you said, I, it's like condensed wisdom, isn't it? So it's, yeah. I find that quite good. You could like try and explain something in a million words, but then like condense it down into five. To kick us off, I've got a quote about quotes. Oh, okay. Come and on then. It's probably, it's probably a word for something like that. But okay, so quotes are the wisdom of the wise and the experience of ages preserved by a quotation. Mm. That's exactly what it is. Like we said, it's condensed wisdom. If, it's a sign of real intelligence when you can take a complex subject and condense it down into a few words and make a lot of people understand. It sounds mm. easy, but it's, it's a very complex way to do things. And that's why quotes stand the test of time, because it's a complex subject, which is made to resonate with a lot of people. Yeah, I'm just pondering that one, Dan. That's a good one. Yeah, it's like, um, you know how we're programmed to accept stories you know, like how the Aboriginal people, they only, they don't believe that anything of their history should be written down, it should be spoken, and that keeps the ancestors alive. It's a bit like that, isn't it? You know, these, these are our stories that we're passing down. That written word is good, but there's something a bit more romantic about, like, around the campfire telling stories and fables and, and myths and having these really profound sayings. It's, I don't know, it strikes a different chord in people, doesn't it? Mm. Mm, and it makes it easier to remember as well. You can use them as mantras and use them in your programming, reprogramming your brain. You know, if you read a book, which is very relevant because you've just written a book, but when you read a book at the start of every chapter, a lot of books have a quotation, maybe yeah. from a famous person. I should have researched this before we did the podcast, but there's, there's a name for that quote at the start of a chapter in a book. There's oh, actually a name for it in the English dictionary. Yeah. So when I edit this, I might, um, I might just, just see, it, we'll I just, just hear your voice going, interject. and the name is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, proper robotic. Should we just yeah. be quiet now and then that you can insert that name there? Yeah. <laughs> and I'll go, hey, really, Dan, that's really knowledgeable of you. <laughs> yeah, we'll do some sound bites. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that's, yeah. So we love a quote. So I've got proverbs. I've got a few proverbs today. What's mm. the difference between a quote and a proverb? I should look this up beforehand as well. Yeah, we'll have to do another soundbite for that. I'll do. I'll do some good editing skills, and we'll get it in there. <laughs> so, Dad, what is the difference between a quote and a proverb? <laughs> Silence. Yeah. E oh, really? <laughs> That's interesting. I'm facing you that off the top of your head. <laughs> right. So, you know how I'm obsessed with breath and breathing at the moment. It's like my current obsession. I've got one about breath for you, and this is a Sanskrit proverb. So, you see, Sanskrit's an ancient language, isn't it? And then, then like. But we couldn't write in Sanskrit anymore. Nobody uses it as a writing thing. So what, what actually is Sanskrit? Is it just a forgotten language? Yeah, it's like, like an ancient language. I think the Bible was originally written in Sanskrit. Uh, right, yeah. Like It's an ancient language that was like one Latin. of the first ones. It, it, oh, it's older than Latin. It's like, it's hieroglyphic kind of oh, right. level. <laughs> if there's any historians listening, it's probably like, 
thousand years between hieroglyphs <laughs> and Sanskrit, but <laughs> it was like the Asian version of um, hieroglyphs. All oh, right, okay. <laughs> that could be entirely wrong. I might have just entirely made that up. I hope you've totally butchered it. That's the opposite end of the opposite end of the world on a different continent. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I should have looked at what Sanskrit was beforehand as well. So this is the quote: "For breath is life, and if you breathe well, you will live long on Earth." I mean, hello, ancientness calling. Yeah. How simple, but how true. Very simple, but very true. So you know what? All this stuff that I think that in the last 50, even longer, let's say 100, what year were we in? <laughs> 2022. <laughs> yeah, the last 100 years, we have moved so far away from the natural way of life, haven't we? And like, we're starting to forget the stuff that actually we're human beings. We need all this air and sun and we're just part of the planet. Yeah, part it's, of the universe. it's strange because probably a couple of hundred years ago, 200, 300 years ago, life was probably very difficult in times of like winter, in times of hunger and things like that. So humans being the, the pinnacle of creation, very intelligent. We created ways to make life easier. We built mm -hmm. houses, obviously mm -hmm. industrial revolution and then farming and things like that. So we, we used our intelligence to make life easier. But now we've made it so easy. We're now craving things to almost get harder. I was saying this the other week. That's why people do these crazy challenges to feel that sense of fulfillment and they've overcome nature a little bit or people go on holidays to get back to nature. It's kind of becoming a tipping point, isn't it? That's, I that's think, what I feel now. Like a lot of this, you know, like I've been teaching breath work and stuff now and this is like ancient practices that have always been done and people are like just rediscovering it and, mm. and they're amazed by how it makes them feel. And it's like, yeah, but this this is what it was like. Yeah, back it's, in the it's day. definitely a good thing that it's been rediscovered because often mm. the simplest things like breathing are the most effective. And with breathing, isn't it really interesting that we talk about consciousness and when you get into psychology and, and what's going on in your mind. And if you can make the unconscious conscious, then you can figure out what's going on and make your life better. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like breathing. Breathing is unconscious. You do it all the time. You can't stop yourself from breathing. Mm -hmm. You need it to survive, but it's just on such an unconscious level. But you have the choice to make it conscious. So when you do a breathing class like yours and you do conscious breathing, you realize how profound it is. So it's one of those weird things, breathing, where you can make the unconscious conscious. Yeah. Did you know it's the only thing in the body that is both conscious and unconscious? Yeah. It's like, so you can't stop your heartbeat or you can't stop mm -hmm. your digestive system, but you can with your breathing. So that's that's probably a sign that, yeah, it's... It's like real. this amazing thing that we do every day and we probably don't even think about it. 25,000 yeah. times on average a day we do it. Amazing. <sighs> Take a deep breath for that. <laughs> right. Okay. Is it your turn? Yeah, I'll go for one. Which one am I going to go for? Right. Okay. So this one is, yeah, probably a little bit of a, on a hippie vibe. Like we will stay on that. I heard this one recently from someone who I listen to on podcasts and stuff. I don't know if he made it up or if it's, again, wisdom of the ages your frequency is what you frequently see so this one in my mind what that means is your frequency is what you frequently see that's kind of thing who you surround yourself with what are your habits what do you do every day what do you frequently see and that is going to be your vibration if you frequently put yourself in situations which is going to raise your rate of vibration and your positive outlook and you, you surround yourself with positiveness and good actions then 
your frequency is going to be higher. Your rate of vibration is going to be higher. So your frequency is what you frequently see. In other words, good habits are going to raise your vibration. That's that's what I take from anywhere. Yeah, you are a collection of the habits you as you are presenting yourself as Absolutely. a collection of the habits that you've been doing for the last however many years. That's exactly what it is. It's just habits. If you frequently just do something really small but it's positive over years and years and years, your frequency is going to be a lot higher. I like that one. Yeah. I was just listening to a podcast um yesterday with Tony Robbins, you know, the man, the man I love. Hmm. Uh, and um, he's got a new book out called Life Force and it's he's been speaking to like all the top doctors and everything about anti, like not anti-aging but like how to reverse aging and just the things that are actually available to to the world nowadays that weren't there like you know that probably what he said is because of like, um, the virus taking over everything everyone's been that obsessed with that that they haven't really looked at all the other stuff that's going on and genetics and stuff and it oh got really interesting and he was talking about you know how you can reverse your aging but it's to do with your vibrational levels and stuff like that very interesting stuff at a cellular level that power of the the mind and thoughts and knowing that there's not just this physical world that we live in there's kind of different dimensions and there's, there's levels to this isn't there mm. so there's people who can get into these deep meditative states and they can literally create physical change mm-hmm. in the body i think i've mentioned it a few times on this podcast because i'm absolutely blew me away when i heard it and it was your mate tony robbins he's got a famous book called awaken the giant within mm-hmm. and in there it speaks about people with schizophrenia so multiple personality disorders and obviously that's their mind telling them that they're different people different personalities and people were so convinced or the mind was telling them obviously it had a I don't want to say that the mind was wrong or the mind was diseased, but or broken, if you know what I'm saying. But people were changing personalities and the eye colors were changing and birthmarks were coming and going. So physical appearance was changing all because of the mind was convincing them that there was someone else. Wow. So that's obviously like a what you would say is a dysfunction because they couldn't really control it. But it shows you how powerful the mind is if we could harness that. So yeah, things yeah. like changing illness on a cellular level. Mm-hmm. He like was it, saying there's some can stuff be now, done. nowadays that um, with, with stem cells and things, he's saying that people who were blind are now like getting stem cells put in their like eyes and then optic nerves and they're being able to see again. Yeah. So it's like amazing, yeah. really. Oh yeah. And I think with things like that in the medical community, I think we've come such a long way from like, say like the last hundred years, but I think there's so much more we could be doing as well. Like it gets into the little bit of the realm of conspiracy things. But if you look at the amount of money put into like cancer research and things like that, and the rates of cancer are increasing, not decreasing, mm. it's almost like a little bit of a money spinning operation. Like why are the rates of cancer increasing when there's literally billions, if not trillions of pounds being spent on cancer research. I suppose we have to look at what what's causing the cancer in the first place as well, because an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, isn't it? Yeah, stop mm. the people from falling in upstream rather than dealing with them downstream. Yeah. What is it? Uh, a patient cured is a customer lost. Mm. But yeah, I definitely think with the sophistication of technology these days, I kind of feel as though we should be more advanced than what yeah, we are. Yeah, no, I do. Do, do, do you remember when there? the first trapped the genome and DNA and stuff, and they were saying like, when I mean, this was about thirty years ago now, it was a massive like science. Oh, we've we've got the human DNA now. We can cure all sorts of diseases and we can stop it at a genetic level 
that's not really happened yet has it and it was like it <laughs> yeah. seemed to be like imminent and that was like in the 90s you know yeah there's some things which just seem to have almost stagnated yeah um, and you think like why there and are then, reasons of course then all the drug well, companies yeah. are putting the money into mm. like their funding aren't they so interesting mm, on a on a different level there's like the big industry like the like the car industry and the the combustion engine industry that was invented in like 1920 or something by henry ford and literally from him making the first car which went like 10 mile an hour we aren't actually that far <laughs> Yeah, we're not that far away. Same with aeroplanes. It's I mean... just, it's almost identical. <laughs> we just go a little bit faster and it's safer and we have more roads. Yeah. But but then when you look into it, it's like the oil industry relies on cars not progressing uh... to, to running on water or something like that. There's multiple levels of play, isn't there? Interesting, isn't it? When you actually mm. go back and look oh, at it. Yeah. What Tony Robbins was saying yesterday, like um, a doctor is, um, you know, goes to medical school and he says the half-life of their training is um, only three years and he said in the last 10 years it's accelerated even faster because of the change advances in medicine Mm. so he says how can like and it's not doctor's fault at all and he really respects doctors and obviously and uh they're good people but how can they keep up with all the changes and the advancements when everything they learned is on is out of date half of everything they learned is out of date within three years and he said that's probably accelerated even faster over the last 12 months and then mm. but then you look at it as well and as i say it's not the doctor's fault it's like the institution's fault as well because yeah. if you take that into account the rates of cancer are still going up and was it last year or the year before they, they released the data that said the generation of people who were born now will be the first ever generation to the parents will outlive them because the the life expectancy actually dropped wow it doesn't make any sense does it to be learning uh-huh. learning more and more and more yet the population they're getting fatter sicker more yeah. unhealthy and the, and the the life expectancy is going down yet the money we put in is going up like everything that's backwards isn't it <laughs> yeah i know it's bizarre when you actually think about it isn't it like yeah, well it's true isn't it yeah anyway is, should we shift gears <laughs> yeah is it my turn uh go on then you can go yeah this is an indian proverb the person with health has a thousand dreams. The person without it has one. That's kind of like that saying, we always mess this up between the two of us. <laughs> Do you know, you know what I'm going to say, don't you? You spend oh. your whole lifetime creating wealth and oh, then yeah. in your last five minutes of, <laughs> of your life, <laughs> you give all your wealth away to have your health back. Yeah. It's definitely was said more eloquently than that. Yeah, you spend your lifetime it. accumulating wealth. Yeah, and then then the last, the last <laughs> yeah, the, then the last part of your life, your you'd rather give all your money away to get your health back. Yeah, who said it was a Dalai Lama who said that? Yeah, he definitely said it a lot better and a lot more. <laughs> yeah, he said it better than us. <laughs> he's had more practice yeah. in making things meaningful. To be fair, yeah. but yeah, it's the same principle, isn't it? The person with health has a thousand dreams, and that's true, isn't it? If you've got your health, you can be thinking about other stuff, and but when you're in pain or when you have have got bad health and that's the all-consuming thing in your head health is not a luxury it's a necessity it shouldn't be something mm. which it, like is only reserved for the people with money or people who are just lucky you have good genetics it's a god-given right to just be healthy it's it's like the baseline mm-hmm. now it seems almost abnormal if someone's healthy or oh, you don't have you don't have aches and pains or oh, you you go to the gym five times a week or oh, you drink two liters of water a day and, what's that all about yeah, and when yeah and when you <laughs> when you eat healthy people call it a diet no, this is not a diet <laughs> this is just 
food this is food <laughs> yeah i hate that like when people when people well i don't actually eat cake they're like what you're on a diet <laughs> No, I just don't no. eat cake. It's not normal to eat that <laughs> amount of sugar and crap all the time. That is not normal. You're the one who is abnormal, really. But it's just, it's so common, isn't it? It's so, it is so common. Like, you're going home early. What, to go to bed? <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Like, yeah. no, that's actually the right yeah. thing to do. The, the standards are so low, aren't they? Yeah. It's really, um, it's really shocking. I mean, we work in the health and wellness industry so the people who are coming to us are probably wanting to look after their health so yeah, yeah. you know they're at a, a slightly higher level let's say but if you actually go out and talk to to people they have no idea oh, no idea stuff you know and like we think when we're teaching like really basics like you know you've got to drink water you've got to sleep mm. but this is all new stuff to a lot of people so like, yeah it's like you're talking a foreign language isn't it and and but the benefits are so profound you can have all the money in the world and attention and but if you can wake up every day not in pain and feel vibrant and have energy and look in the mirror and be proud of yourself like no amount of money can buy that doesn't matter if no. you're if you're a trillionaire you just you can't buy that it takes hard work every day but it's like that compound effect if you do it for so long it becomes normal you don't have to try as hard because it's just ingrained in you and like i said it's it's a god-given right and it's it's not a luxury to be healthy it, it is just normal <laughs> yeah Okay. Are you anyway, next? that leads me to my next mm-hmm. quote, which is very short, and I don't think it's a proverb, and it didn't come from the Aboriginals or the Native Americans. It came from someone I was listening to on the internet, and it's very short and sweet. But it is mediocrity is punishment for the weak, which Ooh. kind of plays on what we've just been talking about. If you just want to be mediocre and you just want regular health, you just want to survive day to day, you just want to be mediocre. Mediocre. That that's punishment for being weak and having no discipline. And it takes discipline to get started on a health journey or to start your own business. Motivation will wear off when you initially have mm. a plan and you have that impetus to get started. You have to be disciplined. Otherwise, you're just going to end up just being mediocre. Mediocrity is punishment for the week because that's all it is. We live in the age of the internet. There's no information you do not know that you can't find mm. out. It's just having the discipline. Once the motivation wears off, to just keep doing it and doing it and doing it. And just don't be weak. Just keep going mediocrity is punishment for the week you're a hard taskmaster dan i know i'm feeling pretty fired up today i know it's not a strong coffee testosterone like (laughs) flying through your veins (laughs) yeah we said it's a it's a it's a full moon and what is it is mars oh the god God of of war War is in alignment today Mm. so that's affecting you dan yeah exactly yeah god of war don't need uh, him in the we don't need him in the world right now do we (laughs) yeah he's in my bloodstream (laughs) <laughs> uh, anyway, you, you can bring us back down bring us down with another calm one okay i've gone into ramdas now the next message you need is always right where you are maybe some people are listening to you being on fire here going yes dan yeah pick well, up that, the ass that kind of makes me think about on the last podcast we did when you were talking about the violin strings yeah there's messages and information in the airwaves 24 7 now but you can only hear certain ones so if you hear that message or something resonates with with you or something happens mm-hmm. to you, that's because that's exactly what you need. You can hear the same message a million times, but it's only when you're ready to accept it into yeah. your being yeah, that true. it makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. And often when you then when you think, once you kind of listen to that message and you act on it, then you think back, oh well, I've been given that message a thousand times. 
Yeah. Yeah. But I wasn't ready to accept the wisdom of the yeah. message. Yeah, I know Paul Check talks a lot about uh, pain teacher. Mm. If you're if you're living in an incongruent manner with what health is, first of all, you might just get an aches and pains. Then you might get like a like one symptom, like a, a bad joint. Then if you don't listen to the message, the messages keep coming. So the messages just get louder. So then you might get a you know a dislocated joint, and then you might end up in hospital. And then if you just if you just keep listening, if you just don't listen and you keep doing it and doing it and doing it, you'll end up in a full body cast <laughs> until. Yeah. But the messages were always there. They were just subtle at the start, and they just get louder and louder and louder because the pain teacher won't go away until you solve what's going on. So there you go. The next message you need is always right where you are. Mm. And Ramdas was a wise old soul. He was a wise old soul. Is he mm. still alive? No, he uh, died a few years ago, I think. Did he? Yeah, I like his it... teachings. Ram yeah, Dass. there's the documentary on Netflix. I'm sure at the end told you when he he died pretty recently after they filmed it. Ah, uh, right. I was just gonna say he wasn't. He was alive then when they filmed yeah. the documentary on him. Again, but if you get the chance to watch the documentary, it's really good. So my next one, I might have just made this up, or just can't, I might have just joined. <laughs> a, a lot of your quotes today are just you listening to some random guy on <laughs> the internet. No. <laughs> oh, from Dan's own brain. Well, this was uh, like kind of speaking about Ramdas. This was a uh, again quite quite profound. Mm-hmm. But this uh, this might have been from um, Eckhart Tolle. He has the the book The Power of Now, which yeah um, really made him famous. But this was just kind of phrased in a bit of a different way which for some reason just made me think obviously you hear all these wise gurus say all there truly is is now the power of now if you Mm -hmm. speak to animals if you could speak to animals they would say what time is it there only is now which is true but then if you think when you think about tell the time (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) so the quote is the past is just memory the future is just imagination and all there is is now and that's all it is the past is it's literally just your memory so however you choose to have those memories that is the past the future, you don't know what the hell is going to happen. So it's just imagination. Mm-hmm. So the past is a memory. The future is imagination. And all there truly is, is now. And I've, everyone knows that. But when you actually think about it, the future is just your imagination, isn't mm-hmm. it? People often get yeah, stressed and anxious about the future and depressed about the past. But the past mm-hmm. is only a memory. And the future is just imagination. So if you just try That's and live true. a bit more presently, then it could solve a few people's problems. Yeah. I didn't Eckhart Tolle say that. People with anxiety are too much in the future and people with depression are too much in the past. Yeah. Have too much past or too much future. Yeah. Yeah. So I just like the way it was phrased as, let's say, the memory or imagination. Because a lot of your problems are just imagined. There's a, an old wives saying, isn't it? Like, it, it's never as bad as what you think it'll be. And then yeah. normally it never is. Just your imagination runs wild, doesn't it? And thinks everything's going to be terrible. It's the inner dickhead, isn't it? That we've all yeah. carry around with us who thinks that everything's... It's our nervous, it's our limbic brain, isn't it? It's trying mm. to protect us. Yeah, so go on then. You're next. Okay, so this isn't a proper official scientist, but this is a proper hippie quote. So yeah. I thought... Not an official scientist. Have you made this up? It's <laughs> <laughs> an official scientist. <laughs> but it's proper hippie. I always think now that science and spirituality come together, right? So this is from Neil deGrasse Tyson, who is officially, you know, one of the world's best astronomers. So this is the quote. We are all connected to each other biologically, to the earth chemically, and to the rest of the universe anatomically. Mm, We are stardust. Whoa, we're all made of stars. Moby said that. But isn't isn't there a theory that all of the water on earth came from 
meteorites and asteroids hitting the earth and then we are like 70 percent water so we're Mm. technically we are part of the universe but isn't there that thing as well that because um have you ever watched professor brian cox's like christmas speech to the royal society no no no. dead interesting and he had this massive diamond on stage like the world's biggest diamond and stuff he had security guards around and stuff but he said like on an anatomical level if i touch this diamond it changes not only the at, a, at an atomic level the, the thing of the diamond, but quantum mechanics says that if I change something on an anatomical level here, I change it everywhere in the universe. Oh right, yeah. So That's deep, isn't it? He picked up the diamond and he said, because I've now changed it on an anatomical level, I've now changed the universe and I've changed you. That type of stuff is absolutely like fascinating and. But probably because I'm not clever enough to understand those things, but then it's really profound. How that, that's probably like proven to be true, but it's not very practical, is it? I don't know how that goes into everyday life. It's probably like the thing you said where power of imagination and thoughts can change your cells. Mm. Um, but I definitely like. I don't think I said that. I think Bruce Lipton. <laughs> yeah. I would like to be clever enough yeah. to have you just You just that. channeled it through Bruce Lipton. I channeled, I channeled Dr. Bruce yeah. Lipton. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the, the the fact that we're all connected and like there's that collective consciousness, I love all that stuff. But it's sometimes I struggle in my own life to figure out how that can be made practical. But I like the idea. I think that's why I like the idea of taking psychedelics to see these are the dimensions and how things are connected. Because a lot of people say that once you take it, you realize like we are a drop in the ocean. You are the it's ocean that, in a drop. Yeah, it sounds profound <laughs> when you hear it, but then it's like, Maybe it is impractical to think like that 24-7, but it would be yeah, cool. Yeah, because you wouldn't like not touch anything, would you? Like, <laughs> yeah. I've just touched a blade of grass. I've changed it on uh, an anatomical yeah. level. It must mm. be like really hard. Yeah, but like, would you eat anything? Because even the plants are in a, a, a mushroom. Would you eat a mushroom? Because like mushrooms are connected all around the world. You know, like yeah, it's, I'd it's an alive. mushroom again if I thought it's a, about it. It's a physical alive thing. Like trees and plants, they all grow towards the sun. Just yeah. if you're a if you're a vegan or you think killing animals is bad, and, and you, but you eat plants, plants are still alive. They grow up towards the sun. There's physical movement. Yeah, holo holotropic things, aren't they? Mm. And also, oh, yeah, it freaks me out actually when I think about it. And also, like we, everything on our cells is made from the food and the water and everything that we eat. So we're actually, if you eat McDonald's all the time at a cellular level, you become a McDonald's. Yeah, you this, become this, Ronald this, McDonald. Yeah, you yeah. grow like big feet and turn into a clown. This type of thing does fascinate me because yeah, if you eat shit all the time, you will be you will become you are what you eat essentially, and that's like a, such a obvious saying, but it's so true when you think about the animals that you eat. Did they live a happy life? What emotions yeah. did they did they have every day at a cellular yeah. level? What was going on there? And then if you eat toxic stuff all the time you all started going to live a toxic life have toxic thoughts i was listening to one of paul's podcasts recently and he was talking about how he said multiple people who have come in on the um with depression and anxiety and, and mental disorders and having really negative thoughts about hurting other people and hurting themselves mm. and one of the most basic things he does is he puts them on an all organic clean diet and he says normally after two to four weeks 100 of the cases that those thoughts have stopped because they've been ingesting and building themselves full of toxicity that what comes out of them becomes toxic as well Mm. so stop the input and the output gets cleaned up as well so but it's just it's just so overlooked isn't it 
It is. And what we're biological accumulators, aren't we? So anything that we put in, it was like Tony Robbins yesterday was saying, like, I'm back on the Tony Robbins mission that I've mentioned him for ages. Now I've mentioned him loads. Uh, he was saying that he's like obsessed with his diet and he went vegan. And so he was vegan, but then he got, he realized that he was losing energy and he needs like loads of energy to do his shows and stuff. So he decided to eat fish. So he, he says, when I start eating something, I'm like, fanatical about it and they'll just you know really controls what he eats and stuff so he started to eat salmon and swordfish but then he realized that he was told that they're the at the top end of the fish chain so they eat all the little fishes and then they get full of mercury so mm. he said he had like then he realized he was losing energy like really bad so um and he got tested and he had like mercury in his system so he had to like detox it out of him so there's all these things like, I mean, he's obviously got loads of really good doctors that you can call on, but how many would test for a mercury, you know, that you've got mercury in your body that is yeah. blocking your cells at a cellular level? And how often do we come into contact? And like people go, oh, well, you know, like uh, the, the mercury in it's in tuna is negligible. Yeah, it is negligible for one, if you eat tuna once in a blue moon, but if you eat it every day, that mercury is accumulating in your system. Oh, yeah. And apparently it's when you do a, a heavy metal detox, it's very stressful on your system. Yeah. Because once these um, heavy metals get into your body, they do wreak havoc. But getting them out of your body is actually really hard, I think. And it's it can be a, I don't know, the term like withdrawals, but it's just such a strong effect when they do come out of your body. But again, it's kind of out of sight, out of mind, isn't it? Mm. But and in, like in, if you the accumulation of mercury, if you've got mercury fillings, yeah. that can uh, like if you're eating a lot of it, exposing yourself to mercury, it's one of the most toxic things known to man, isn't oh, it? Oh yeah. And then like, they put it in your mouth. Put it in your mouth, yeah. And then I think even I think we saw in the Czech Institute in HLC one or two where they show you someone getting their mercury filling. They put like infrared lights on or something, and it shows you when you chew or when you when it gets heated up by hot food in your mouth. The, the vapors and things coming off. Oh God, yeah. And then and then when you try and remove them, you pretty much melt it down and that gets into your bloodstream. It's how it was ever allowed to become in the first place. Uh, it just boggles the mind, doesn't it? But it's kind yeah. of like EMFs, out of sight, out of mind. The electromagnetic yeah. radiation all the time. Just because you might have low energy and you might again, you might not know where it's coming from, but it's it's surrounding because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. The same with heavy metals and fish and things like that. Mm. I can't remember why we started talking about this. You just went on a Tony Robbins mission again. Yeah. Okay. Is it your turn or is it my turn? Uh, I'll go next. So this one was said by a very famous philosopher or someone like that, but I don't know. Someone off the internet. <laughs> yeah, someone off the internet again. <laughs> this is planting seeds of future victory in the present defeat is strategic brilliance of the highest order. I really oh, like that. Sounds like Napoleon or Wellington or someone would say that. Yeah, it does sound like something like that, doesn't it? Yeah, so planting the seeds of future victory in the present defeat is strategic brilliance of the highest order. So it's kind of like um, if you think about something like fitness or a, I don't know, sports competition, just because you've got beat doesn't mean that that's like mm. the end of end of the line or a business. If a business fails or you, do, you don't get a sale or something, if you can, in that moment of defeat, if you can think, why was I defeated? What do I need to change? And that's going to not happen again in the future. That is such strategic brilliance in, the, in your, your lowest moment to plan the future victory when all you want to do is feel sorry for yourself. That's probably where real champions and real people who succeed, mm. um, they don't take it personal. They plant seeds for future victory 
in that defeat. They don't feel sorry for themselves. There's a lesson there. It's like the whole thing. There is no such thing as is defeat. It's just a learning lesson. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what kind of pertains to, isn't it? I had all these quotes coming out with me the other day because my son is a goalkeeper and he just had a really bad day. You know, like he couldn't, every time he picked up the ball, he dropped it, he let two goals in. He was really upset actually. And uh, I was just like, you know what? You can't have, we live in duality. You can't have a good, like all the good days that he's had. And a lot of his team was saying he was a bad goalkeeper or anything. He was just, I just said, you've just had a bad day. You know, like it yeah. happens to the best goalkeepers in the world. They'll have like let a goal in or done a dodgy yeah. kick out and stuff. And he was like, really, oh, I'm a bad goalkeeper now. And I'm like, no, you're not. You've just had a bad day. And you just yeah. have to learn from this. So anyway, his coach had a word with him and he's pulled himself around now. But yeah, he was like really upset by it. But I think once you get into that spiral as well, of like, oh my God, I can't do it. And then every time the ball was coming near him, he was like dropping it. And- uh, self-defeating him. Self-defeating, yeah, self-defeating yeah. himself yeah yeah so i it's had impo- all my quotes lined up you know yeah it's good that he's got mentors like that around you know like yeah. parental wise advice because you, do, you don't realize when you're a kid do you that things go wrong yes i know <laughs> like you have bad days yeah and it's more important to experience those bad days than the, all the good ones yeah i said to him you'll learn much more from that bad day than what you will have done from five good good matches oh absolutely yeah. and you hear those things when you're a kid but it's hard to take it in isn't it yeah strength yeah. of character and all of that kind of stuff i was like you know what it's just one of those things yeah and you'll forget about it but nah, yeah. good good for him that he's uh next time he'll play he'll have a good match and he'll just forget about it and it'll be it'll be better for it because he'll probably try harder he'll learn from the mistakes yeah exactly mm. shit happens shit happens right so my next quote this is a hindu proverb now there are hundreds of paths up the mountain all leading to the same place. So it doesn't matter what path you take. The only person wasting time is the one who runs around the mountain telling everyone their path is wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's very true today, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Everyone's everyone's allowed an opinion and to share it loudly. And if your if your opinion doesn't match mine, you are wrong. <laughs> you are the antichrist. Yeah, exactly. But if someone say opinions are like assholes, everyone has one, but we don't need to air it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah it's true yeah in today's society one of the best things you can do is it's that whole saying like water off a duck's back just every, like it doesn't matter what you do you're going to be criticized we we're speaking yeah. about this off air so you might as well just do it anyway because 50 percent of the people <laughs> are going to disagree <laughs> yeah that's like it's like politics or things like diet or fitness like people get so ingrained in camps and this is the only way if you don't do it my way, not only am I going to disagree, I'm going to try and shoot you down. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter exactly. which one. You, it doesn't matter what you do, so you might as well do it anyway, because you're going to get I, hit. I remember when um, I used to work at my proper job, and I used to work in court service. And part of the, the job I used to do was private law statistics, where there's a mother and a father, and they are arguing over who's going to get the child or residential on hours and all of this stuff and uh, we had an Ofsted inspector came in and he was like your um review not review where it's but you know like when you, when you write to, out to people what's that called again you know like the surveys that you do oh, okay. <laughs> the consensus. well yeah like what kind of service did you receive kind of oh, thing okay, yeah. and we were only getting about like 45 percent or something of good good excellent service and he was mm. like why can't you get this any higher I was like if you think about it though 
we're never going to get higher than 50% because if we, if you've got two people against each other, yeah. you're only ever going to, you're only going to help 50% of them are going to say that you, you did a good service. The other 50% are going to say, no, they were crap. Yeah. So 45 is a good number. Yeah. That's what I'm, Ofsted <laughs> inspector was like, oh yeah. <laughs> Did you not think about that beforehand? Like yeah. we're in a court of law where two people are fighting against each other. <laughs> we're never going to get higher than 50%. Yeah. Good. It seems so simple, doesn't it? Yeah. And we're just like, oh, I never thought about that. <laughs> anyway, there we right. go. I mentioned this one last week, but I really like it. So I'm going to say it again really quick. Another level, another devil. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. Know, which really uh... stuck, stuck with me. So speaking about your your lad in goal, if mm. he then he's learned from his mistakes, he gets better, he plays for a better team, he mm-hmm. then has more people watching him, it's another, it's another level, another devil. He's going to get more scrutiny. But that's what, if you climb the ladder, more responsibility, that's what happens. You don't... Yeah. There's kind of a, a bit of a myth that, one day you're going to figure everything out and you're going to have no problems. But once you realize that that's never, ever, ever going to happen, the more you ascend towards happiness and success, it's just the bigger the problems come. The problems never go away. You just learn to deal with them better. Yeah. That's why you have to be happy with the process rather than like in what you're going to achieve. Absolutely. Yeah. Because, you know, happiness is not something that you arrive at. It's something that you journey in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was a good quote, wasn't it, that I Ooh. just made up there? Yeah, quickly, quickly trademark it. Write that down. Happily dissatisfied is a good way to put it. So enjoy the fact that you're progressing and you're getting better every day, but come to realise that there'll always be obstacles, another level, another devil. So don't yeah. think don't think if you think, oh, I've cracked it, I've made this amount of money, I've achieved this amount of this in fitness, and I've achieved this relationship, problems are still going to come up. And it's one of the indicators that you're on the right path, really. There should be obstacles. That's, that's how I look at it anyway. Mm-hmm. Because you should have to earn it. Nothing should just be given. That satisfaction of earning something is more rewarding than the actual thing you're going for. Yeah. It's that struggle. is that fulfillment. Good one, Dan. Okay. I've got two more. Many of you got. Yeah, I've got two more. We both did seven quotes each, didn't we? Which was a bit bizarre. Mm. And I was put a number on. Synchronicity. Synchronized. Okay, this is from Gabriella Roth, who I'm a bit obsessed about at the minute. She um, did the five rhythm dance, and um, I'm just reading her book called Map of Ecstasy. And she's all about um, body and movement and embodiment. And she's really cool, actually. Um, So this is her quote. Energy moves in waves. Waves move in patterns. Patterns move in rhythms. A human is just that energy. Waves, patterns, rhythms, nothing more, nothing less a dance mm, that should definitely be a song it's good wasn't it yeah, energy really moves good. in waves waves move in patterns patterns move in rhythms a human being is just that energy waves and patterns and rhythms nothing more nothing less just a dance who was that by did you say i never heard gabrielle of. roth gabriella roth no never heard of her she's interesting interesting character proper full-on oh. hippie all your quotes today are like really hippified and minor kind of, I feel like a bit like a drill sergeant today. Yeah, you've gone right real. <laughs> You're down to earth. I'm up here in the air. Yeah. <laughs> You're in the god of war. <laughs> I think that's what I've been. I've been influenced by yeah, uh, all the podcasts we listen to. So, well, go on then. I'll take it a step further. So my next quote was, um, <laughs> this was, have you ever watched, it's an American show called Shark Tank. 
No, but it's I know like, you like yeah, it. It's like Dragon, <laughs> it's like Dragon's Den, but it's the uh-huh. American one. Uh, one of the sharks in there, he's called Damon John, and he created a clothing company when he was younger, made a shitload of money. Obviously, did the whole thing of he went through all the struggles, business collapsed three times, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Um, self-made, very very interesting block. He said this like. Don't quote me on this because it's, it's not very politically correct. But um, it's it's about the the comparisons when you compare yourself to others all the time. How that is the root of unhappiness. Mm-hmm. Again, particularly this day and age with social social media, you go on social media and you compare yourself to someone's highlight reel. You're not. Yeah, it's not yeah. everyday life. So he said he came to realize that there's always someone with a bigger wallet, a bigger fist, or a bigger dick. So, <laughs> so get over it. it. Doesn't matter how much money you've got someone's got more money doesn't matter how tough you think you are there's always someone tougher doesn't matter how good looking or how good in bed you are there's always someone better so realize that now and start comparing yourself to yourself exactly (laughs) that was really uh not very eloquently (laughs) put but it struck a chord it's very true isn't it (laughs) yeah yes you're you're very much in the yang today dan (laughs) and i'm very much in the yin we're in our duality which is good all right corner what's your What's your final My one? My final one. And now, this is from Gabriella Roth, but I've also heard Paul Check say it, but it's in her book as well. So, um, in shamanic societies, if you came to a medicine person complaining of being disheartened, dispirited, or depressed, they would ask four questions. When did you last stop dancing? When did you last stop singing? When did you stop being enchanted by stories? And when did you stop being happy with silence? That's, I remember when, I heard first heard Paul say that it's really interesting. I think it's you might phrase it a different way as well. It was when did you stop believing in the mystery of the world or something like that? And yeah. That's, yeah. Once you. When did you stop dancing? When did you stop singing? When did you stop being enchanted by stories? And when did you stop being happy in your own silence? Yeah, that's really really good. I like that. I I feel quite fortunate that, that I'm a bit of a hippie and I'm I'm interested in these esoteric things not not as much as some people i know to some people we sound like fucking on a different planet really but some people are really <laughs> some people are really out there but I, yeah. I, I honestly feel quite blessed that if i hear about psychedelics or meditation or different dimensions and brian cox putting his hand on a crystal and it changing changes <laughs> him and change, like that whole mystery of of life and mm. people who have near-death experiences like that, that fascinates me and it, the mystery and the this like kind of journey in the unknown of life and there's so much more that we can learn and experience i feel kind of blessed that um that interests me and it excites me yeah the magic yeah. exists yeah there and is magic know, not, in the world yeah and it's i don't know whether that's just pure luck or is that just something that that was in me i, I think it's I, in I, everyone I but people mm. shut it off don't they because yeah and like that's why i put a proper scientist in because science i think is now coming more towards the spiritual side yeah yeah and obviously there's there's those people who if they want to believe that's true they need hard scientific fact mm. which is fine and other people just believe it because they, they feel it it's good if we can have both like it's the art the art and the science isn't it yeah i like, do cool. think we're off the planet like as well <laughs> yeah <laughs> right uh this your last one qu- yeah it's not really a quote or a proverb it's just um more kind of practical advice really I just when I saw it, I thought, oh, that's just it's kind of really well put. And it is mm-hmm. if something feels really good now, it's probably going to be bad for the future. But if something feels bad now, it's probably going to be good for the future. I thought, hmm. 
Mm. Initially, that might not sound correct, but again, it's that whole discipline thing. And like, if you're starting a new diet and eating that quote unquote healthy food feels bad for the now, it's probably going to be good for your future. Like investing money. If you think, oh man, I'm putting this money away every month to invest in my future. I'd rather spend it on, you know, new clothes. If it feels bad now, it's probably going to be good for the future. But if it feels bad now, like the discipline of getting up early or doing a hard workout mm. or putting that money away, if it feels bad, then it's it's probably going to help you out. But if it feels good, like having that adrenaline rush of eating cake or, you know, spending money, staying up too late, if that feels really good, it's normally abnormally good, it's probably going to be detrimental for your future. Mm. So it's, yeah. it's, learning, it's learning to suffer, maybe not suffer, but go through hard times in the present knowing that that long-term fulfillment is is such so much more rewarding than all those little spikes of happiness all the time dopamine yeah yeah don't just chase those dopamine hits all the time so if it feels good now the cumulative effects in the long run are probably going to be like pretty bad i was reading something the other day very similar to that and it was i can't even remember what it was but it was about how as you get oh it was in the times actually it was the the something about anti-aging, how to not, how to stop aging. It was some doctors talking about it. And um, they were saying like, that as you get older, you should resistance train like more. Mm. And they were saying it was uh, natural. It's a natural instinct for us not to want to do it, not to want to train or run and stuff. Cause it's a stress. It's putting your body under stress basically. And yeah. your body doesn't want to go into stress uh, under normal circumstances. Does it something we try to avoid? But they were saying like you have to do it because the stress is out. It's like it's stress. It's more stressful to the body not to do it. Exactly. So you can overcome that short-term stress for the long-term gain. Yeah. So was it short-term pain, long-term gain? Pain's probably the wrong word because you never want to go to pain. But you know it rhymes. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like a good alliteration. Not even alliteration, is it? It's pain. Yeah. It's a yeah. It's like the whole pain yeah. of regret. The pain of regret is far worse than the the pain of trying and failing well that's what um isn't it Brené Brown says that like the people who are have the most regrets are the the most regrets are the things that you didn't do rather than the things you did do. yeah that's it's absolutely true because the the one thing no matter how much wealth or attention or anything you get you can't you cannot ever buy back time so if you just live with regrets you just imprison yourself don't you Mm. we'll finish on that one eh? yeah we're done now so thank good. you for people for your time for this hour of us going on many tangents. <laughs> you, can never, you can never get this hour back. So hopefully you've made your life better. Yes. And Dan's been very warlike today, which is good. Have you been drinking your protein powder and stuff? Yeah, I think I must have put a double dose in. I'm going to go out outside with a spear after this and see if I can kill an animal and release some tension. Yeah, yeah. And I've been very young. Yin, I mean. <laughs> so thanks for listening listeners and um if you've got any good quotes let us know because we always love it we love a quote don't we dan we always say this we could probably do 10 episodes on quotes but we, we space them out because say ones that are profound and yeah and they change don't they the ones that yeah, resonate exactly. with you we like the violin what well, resonates with us at different times mm, yeah so like we are recording this on a full moon and like you say i'm very young chills and a different vibe she's you know <laughs> she's away with the fairies today off to the dentist now so like no i like going to the dentist though so you another weird another weird thing <laughs> 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 yeah oh yeah you don't like it do you scared of needles 
I don't mind the dentist, but oh, I'm terrified of needles. So I kind of just have to walk in, lie in the bed, shut my eyes, and if they're going to give me a needle, I just have to not know what's, <laughs> not know not what's know coming. coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. So, um, yeah, you can pick up, um, listen to us every Monday. We're releasing new content again, and we're on Spotify, iTunes, I'll ask Alexa um, on my website, www.organicpilates.co.uk, which incidentally, I have just released my new clothing range. So if you go into the shop section, you can get some really good clobber, some high quality leggings. So anyway, yeah, check us out and check that out and we'll see you soon. All right, cool. Thanks everyone. See ya.